Mick Clifford will be with us later on. One of the issues I'm going to have to talk to him about is the Christmas card thing and this row over one senator calling another a Scrooge for saying that they shouldn't be sent out using uh, using Oroctus uh, expenses. It's a remarkable one. I have to say, I've never received a politician's Christmas card to my house. I'm either universally hated or they don't know my address. I'm not sure which it is. Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe is with us as well to talk about the election over there this week. Kevin, is, is it an American practice that politicians would send out Christmas cards on stage? State money? Yeah, it's actually we we get stuff from um, state office holders here in Massachusetts. I think I got one from the president many years ago, but I didn't send a check, so I never got one back. <laughs> it's a, it's a remarkable thing that they think that somehow by giving you a Christmas card is going to endear them to you somehow. Yeah, but it's very actually it's very common at state and local government level. Uh, I think at federal now they've actually cracked down, and you're not do, they're not doing that anymore. Yeah, I have a funny feeling it's going to be something similar here when they get to grips with this particular idea that has been raised in the Shannon. It's another great example of how the Shannon can provide useful debate. But let's talk about Barack Obama shedding a few tears. Have a listen to this. Uh, even before last night's results, I felt that the work that I had done um, in running for office had come full circle. Uh, because... What you guys uh, have done means that uh, the work that I'm doing is important. I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of all of you. And, uh, and, and, and what you just said... That was Barack Obama talking to his uh, campaign headquarters after he was re-elected. Uh, Commander-in-Chief shedding a few tears. We, we let him have the one little tear that rolled down his cheek before you went to the polls over there. But that's a bit much, isn't it? Well, he's nothing compared to our House Speaker, John Boehner, who cries at the drop of the hat. I think Boehner has been recorded crying publicly something like 26 times. So I think you just heard an emotionally exhausted guy, and, and Romney might have done the same thing. It's quite a haul both of them went through just personally and uh, emotionally it it's those guys are on they had to be on for a long time every day every night so i'm not surprised he cried i cried just thinking that you know god almighty i'm so glad this is over it's really been exhausting it has been an awful long campaign, really, but purely because the Republicans made it so long with with their lead in it uh, more than anything else. The count is still going on in Florida. We're not back mm-hmm. to hanging chads, are we? Why is it taking so well, long to finish uh, up you know, there? It, it just comes down to the absolute craziness of the county system down in Florida. They can't get their act together as a state. So it's there are no hanging chads, but they might want to hang some of the county officials that, that do this every day. It, it's just it's very peculiar to Florida, and nobody can understand why they have finish but it won't change the result either way to frankly but um you know it, actually florida might be the epicenter of the gop comeback if in fact there is a gop comeback because of all everybody talks about the hispanic vote uh, the one thing that came out yesterday in the exit polling that was shocking is that uh, obama nearly won the cuban vote now the cuban vote has always been perceived as strictly republican very right wing Almost all of it formed around one policy issue, and that is the blockade on Cuba and let's get rid of Castro. But the exit polling showed that in Florida, uh, 
uh, Romney only got about 50% of the Cuban-American vote. Uh, Obama got nearly 48%. That's remarkable. That's shocking. And it's really stunning in the sense that if you look at the, the age breakdown, older Cubans voted for the Republican. The younger Cubans, kids that have been there a generation or two, they, they voted for Obama. So if that's not, that is to me the biggest wake-up call that the Republicans have got the last two days. They've even lost what little Hispanic base they had, they lost. I mean, it is back to the soul-searching for them. They're going to have to weed out the more extreme elements, the the stuff that was represented in many ways by Paul Ryan on this particular ticket, because the, the Tea Party stuff just isn't going to fly, it would seem. And while I, there is a I place agree. for right-wing and there's a place for right-wing thought, it, it isn't to the centre where, where they've been putting it. Well, I think, you know, we're going to have to see the, the creation of, of probably of two Republican parties that the Tea Party people can go off and call themselves the real GOP or the continuity GOP. But there's going to have to be, you know, like I said, there are some people who say that this is all about principle. It isn't about winning. And if that's their attitude, they can hang on to principle and they will lose the next election by a wider, by a wider gap. The other thing that while they did hang on to the House, uh, the majority in the House, what was interesting is that the, the Republicans who lost at the House level were women. Uh, the, uh, Democratic women gained all over the United States, and, and in, in New Hampshire in particular, it's the first time in history that the entire uh, uh, congressional delegation is made up of women. Uh, the two reps, the two senators, and then on top of that, the governor of New Hampshire was elected. She's a woman, Maggie Hassan. So it, it, there's, there's something there for the, for the Republicans to chew on, too. They actually... The extremism that is coming out of their, the right wing of their party is really hurting them. It's hurting moderate candidates that, it, that have Republican after their name, and that's yeah. something they've got to take on board. I mean, at the point I was making the other day again was that Mitt Romney, for many, his many faults, was eminently electable in American terms, as was John McCain. Neither of them got into the White House. Uh, you're speaking of female politicians. Um, one of the stories that would have almost slipped under the radar in the last few days, given the, the blanket coverage of the election, was uh, Gabby Gifford faced the man who shot her in court, and he has been sentenced. He has. And one of the reasons you won't hear much about this, it was in a federal court, so there's no recording devices allowed, so there's no pictures of this, there was no recording of this. And I think, but it's also, I think, illustrates, Jonathan, two things we, we, we really don't want to talk about in America. One is gun violence. Uh, it, it played no role in the presidential campaign. Neither candidate wants to take on uh, the NRA. And the other thing is that this guy that was sentenced yesterday to life in prison is by any definition insane. He is mentally ill. He's been diagnosed as a schizophrenic. And yet we can't bring ourselves to find anybody in a legal setting like that is actually insane. It's just so hard for Americans to do that. So he's sentenced to just, uh, I'm sure he will receive mental health care, but this guy was clearly mentally ill, and yet he was found competent to stand trial. And the deal that was good, he, was, he avoids the death penalty, and that's why he pled guilty, or that's why his lawyers pled guilty. I don't even know if he knows what day, what day it is. Mm. Giffords has uh, she has retired now at this point or is she still in the house? yeah it's actually she actually if you saw her when she came out of the convention too she she's actually regressed quite a bit um, she when she first came out she she actually looked fresher sharper uh, the cognitive issues are, have really weighed down on her. her her arm is paralyzed she walks with a distinct limp she speaks with a slur and her husband uh, Mark Kelly the retired astronaut spoke for her yesterday and i mean i only read written accounts of it but even those those accounts were incredibly moving 
And mm-hmm. it is unfortunate that this wasn't recorded uh, because this is this is just another moment in America that's passed. We had all this gun violence this year, the shooting of the theater in Colorado, and yet it goes on, Jonathan. Nothing is done about it. Um, and it's it, to me, it's one of the most disturbing things of this election cycle. We have done nothing about the availability of guns in America, and it's just a matter of time before you and I on this program will speak about somebody opening fire with, a, with an assault rifle and killing many people. 